welcome to the podcast, Two Ohio Owls, hosted by Courtney Backbrader and Derek McCracken. As current FFA advisors and agriculture teachers, we know the joys and discomforts of agricultural education and want to share why we believe in the future of agriculture. Join our podcast as we host fellow owls to discuss all things agricultural education. Welcome back to the Two Ohio Owls podcast. Uh, we took some uh, well-deserved time off over the summer and we're ready to start season uh, two of our podcast. Today, we have Marie Carity with us who is gonna be talking all things National FFA Convention. Hey Marie, can you ta- tell us, uh, the listeners, a little bit about yourself and where you teach and kind of about your program? Sure, I'm Marie Carity. I teach at Miami East High School. Uh, in rural eastern Miami County. Um, This is my 22nd year. Um, I am a satellite program of the Miami Valley Career Technology Center. My program has about 85 students each year, uh, a pretty traditional program, teach AFNR, plant animal science. I teach livestock science and I teach business management. I have some students do independent study um, and then I have some students that do capstone. I'm just pretty normal, and I kind of like it that way. Anybody that knows Maria knows that she's anything but normal in the ag ed world. Um, so uh, she's a rock star. So, uh, like I said, we are talking all things national FFA convention. Uh, you know, next week um, it starts the uh, national FFA convention and kind of that first big uh, event that all of us ag teachers are looking forward to of coming back together, seeing some of those old friends that we haven't seen um, because of uh, kind of the, the nature of everything being virtual. Uh, so Marie, tell us a little bit of the things that you're really excited about uh, as you look forward to next week. Well, I'm, I'm actually very nervous because it's been a while since I've traveled with students and I have to start going back into the mode of what do I need to think ahead of my students? I think anytime you travel with students, you need to anticipate and have a plan for anything that could arise, could go wrong, and things that could change. I know we're looking at Indianapolis as having construction. So how am I going to be able to get us through that construction uh, and make sure that we make everything on time? And so uh, I, I constantly go back to what I have had in the past, the resources that I have, and I have probably stolen those, borrowed them from anybody I can, but like I got out my packing list that I always give my students and I revised it to make sure that my students are prepared and communicate with them and their parents. Um, I'm most excited about maybe a smaller convention than normal. Um, you know, when you get 65, 70,000 people there, it's a lot to navigate through. And I'm excited that there could be far less people because. Um, it just would be nice to think, make things smaller for once. Have either of you heard um, registration numbers at all? I'm curious. I wondered the same thing, if it was going to be high or low. I, I know they were anticipating low this summer, but I kind of thought, I don't know, it will be or not. Told us, they told us half, so that would be like 35, 40,000. I talked to Matt Winkle at the beginning of the month at a pig show, and he had not heard any numbers at that mm-hmm. point. But that was before cancellations and people not do he he even brought up like just do on-site registration and i said i can't do that matt i need the dis- the discount and i need yeah. to save every penny i can get i'm also excited about um giving some of my students a new opportunity because only my juniors and seniors have ever experienced anything like mm-hmm. this and so when we've tried to market the opportunities that we offer 
none of my none of my younger kids can explain that. Half of my over half of my students are freshmen or sophomores that have never experienced a convention or anything like that. So that that's exciting. I can't wait to see their faces. You know, when we walk into a session and or a concert or something like that. Yeah, I had that revelation uh, the other day as well when I was like, well, you know, I mean, we're going to be, you know where it is, you know where Lucas Oil yeah. is, and like of my 19 kids that are going, one was like, I'm the only one that has ever been to National <laughs> Convention. They have no idea what you're talking about. Um, I also very much enjoy like giving my students opportunities that they won't see at home. Uh, we, we're, we're not super rural. I mean, there is a I-75 that goes through my county, but for us there is not a fast food station or a gas station in our school district so when i can take my students places and see things that they haven't seen or eat places that they haven't eaten i take that very seriously because i might have a kid that's never done some of these things before i, I mean I've, I've had kids that have never stood on a busy street corner like downtown indy or or a similar city i've had kids that have never ridden an escalator before and so if i can expose them to a finer restaurant than something they can get in my hometown, our hometown, then I take that very seriously. And so I will actually start planning way ahead of, of time. Um, like I'm probably already thinking about 2022 national convention and like, where do I want to stay? Where do I want, you know, what bus company do I want to use? What uh, activities do I want? What tours do I want? And I know it's really early, but I like to be a planner. I am not a last minute person and I never want to be unprepared. Speaking of that, any good food recommendations for anyone looking for something last minute? Oh, sure. Um, I love local, love local. So places that I've eaten that I really like. I like Edwards Drive-In. It's on the Southeast corner of Indy, probably about a 20 minute commute from downtown so i mean if, if you're staying downtown sorry but this one it's a little diner with um definitely like a 50s theme they have a free jukebox you can play they have fantastic breaded tenderloins and homemade onion rings uh, i've taken my family there and i and my students really like it so it's edwards drive-in and i actually found it on uh, the food channel network it was one of those diners drives and dive-ins I love doing that when we're on vacation. That's a great idea. I didn't think about yeah. doing that for convention. Yeah. Um, I, I also like Rath Cellar. It's not too far from downtown. It's German food um, yeah. with the typical pork schnitzel. And they can handle, both of these places can handle large groups. Like I travel with about 50 um, between myself and Brian Pullman at Arcana. We usually take a busload ourselves. Um, so like Rathskeller says very German food and my students, they didn't always appreciate that, but that's not, you will try it. You will eat everything. You will try everything. You will enjoy it. And, and, and that, um, this year we are going, and I don't know how I found this place. It's called Hollyhock Hill and it is, uh, North and slightly East of downtown. And it is an old house and they serve fried chicken in a style you've never seen. It's, it's family style, but um, it is very much, like it's an old house and it smells like your grandma's old house and the kids kind of look at you like it's really weird. And they start coming out with various entrees and side dishes and appetizers and kids are like, oh my gosh, this is great. And then they come out with ice cream and, but they can cater 
too large groups. So I can fit 50 kids in there, no problem. And, and that to me is really important is that I have to be able to fit and get through in a timely manner, my group. I think I've ate at all of those places, um, but not as an advisor, as a student. You know, uh, I, I remember the uh, German place eating there as a student, and it's this very old um, feeling building. And you yeah. kind of walk up to it and you're like, oh, this is the restaurant we're going to. Um, but then you walk in and it's, it's beautiful. And then I, I also remember the Hollyhock Inn. And yeah, it, it almost, yeah, it's like your grandma's house, older, you know, wallpaper and everything like that. So both delicious, I remember. Uh, and, you know, there are a lot of local places that I would like to get into, but I just can't with 50 kids. So I'm always looking for, I don't, I don't know, fun trips with friends and family. And so if I can find there, there's another one and I got to look it up. It's south and it's west of downtown and it's a cafeteria. And I really want to go there, but it's probably a 30 minute drive out. And I'm not willing to waste an hour of my students time for a restaurant. Like, I, I got to make it much more, I mean, we'll, we'll travel up to 15 minutes for meals, but after that, they get a little antsy, and I don't, and I don't blame them. Yeah, no, um, our struggle always is, uh, you know, we take about 50 people as well, but um, we always stay downtown, and we take a school bus, and the school bus drops us off on Wednesday, and then it picks us up on Friday, and we have a school van just for emergencies and stuff. So we're limited to just places we can walk to. So we, you know, we're doing some of the traditional buka uh, this year, um, which is amazing, um, kind of family-style Italian. We're doing the yard house, um, which I've never ate at, but it, it looks it looks awesome. Um, so I'm excited to try some of those new um, or new places for me, but still local downtown yeah we we did the yard a couple years ago Derek I think your kids will like it um it's kind of like sports themed um just kind of like that fun urban atmosphere they'll like that yeah and Marie I, I kind of to touch on your you know, exposing kids to new experiences you know some of these kids you know I I didn't realize it until um a couple years ago we made it to big e uh in food science and uh, you know I brought a student there and I thought well this you know good family they've traveled before dad's the superintendent like of course this person has been exposed to all these things and she's like yeah i've never had ketchup before and i was like okay we're at a whole different level of not trying things we are going to go there we're going to have calamari we're going to have fish we're gonna, i'm making you try it all yeah yeah and, and make like some of my students we we review things like hey make sure you put um the shower curtain on the inside of your shower before you take a shower. I need you to make sure you don't soak your room. I need you, when you go in tonight, I need you, if there are four of you in the room, I need you to make sure there are four towels, okay? No one dries off with the with the floor mat, okay? Uh, like, like simple things like that because they might never have traveled. They might never have had the opportunity. And, and, and we, my freshman just reviewed the code of ethics yesterday. And it really is a good refresher for me about what the importance of going back and telling others what we've learned. And that is what is happening here is that these students are living a life that their parents might not have had. And so they have to go home and tell their parents what they learned and what they saw. And the parents are trusting me with you know, their child and a lot of money. And um, I'm gonna make it a good experience. 
Is there any other, I guess, fun things that you have done with your students, either downtown or kind of on your way in, whether or not that is tours that you were like, this was, you know, an amazing tour and my kids loved it or um, fun places to go as far as you're not going to the concert, you're not going to the rodeo. What are some fun things that you do for your kids? Um, I, sorry, I go to convention for convention. Um, we will tour other times maybe, but we go to convention for convention sessions and such because that's why convention is i i haven't taken tours in a long time and frankly because my students hate missing class and so the least amount of class that my students can miss makes my students their parents and the teaching staff much happier so we like we are not leaving until late on wednesday we are literally rolling into the hotel changing our clothes for the concert we are going to school wednesday I, I just don't have that opportunity and, and it's not a it's not something I, I'm very good at. I tours are harder for me because you never know what you're getting into. I mean I've taken groups up to um Fair Oaks. They loved it. I've taken students to Tyson out of Logansport. They loved it. But I that just gets more time and I just have to kind of avoid those things. I'm sorry to be a fun killer. No, you're good. You know, I, I think there's a lot of people that, you know, I've been on tours as an advisor, I've been on tours as a student where it's like, okay, this is not what I was expecting. You know, I, I'm excited about the ones we're doing this year. Um, they're mostly all in Western Ohio and Salina. Um, so uh, out of state or Eastern Ohio or Northern uh, Ohio individuals might not be as helpful, but we're doing MVP Dairy this year. Uh, we're doing Brookside Lab, which um, MVP Dairy has uh, about 20,000 cows. Um, it's kind of like a smaller Ohio version of Fair Oaks. Um, and then uh, Brookside Lab does a lot of uh, soil testing, water testing. Um, and, and so I think both of them will be really exciting. But yeah, we are only doing those two tours. We don't do any tours once we get into Indy uh, just because of transportation. Yeah, we're kind of doing the same this year. We're actually not leaving until Thursday morning. Uh, just a different atmosphere, I think, this year with interviews not being in person at convention. So our kids are the same way, Marie. They don't really care to miss a ton of school. So we're leaving Thursday, getting back late Friday night. We're not doing any tours this year, but some past ones we've done, we have done the Ozarks Fisheries. Um, that was really cool. Probably a touch of a longer drive than I like um, going out of Indy, but um, a really cool tour. And then for Ohio people too, or people traveling from the East, uh, we have done universal lettering before where they make the FFA jackets. And that was a very quick tour, but it's also um, somewhat on our way. Um, and I think it just shows the kids the cool mass production of FFA jackets. And I save people a few bit of heartaches. And this is, sounds awful. Avoid at all costs touring the National FFA Center. It is not cool. Um, I wish they'd make it more interactive, but it's not worth the stop. We, we are touring, I hate to say, Indianapolis Motor Speedway because I hands down love watching my kids kiss those gosh darn bricks. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it this year. I might have to take the Lysol, Lysol the bricks <laughs> so that they can all they can all kiss them. But I I love that picture when I can get, dude. I just got 27 high schoolers to to do one thing and it makes me giggle. Yeah, we'll. It'd be interesting to see if they uh, if they allow that this year, just with everything else. Uh, we're actually doing a fast times indoor kart race, which is kind of indie style go kart racing, which I think I'm really excited about. It is a little expensive. It's like seventy dollars um, 
per person, but it also comes with a pizza buffet. Uh, so it we aren't doing any type of um, concert or rodeo this year. So it's kind of our our compromise for our kids. I love. I like going to the Buckeye Bash, but since that's not happening this year, we are going to go to a bowling alley. It is called Royal Pin. There are multiple of them in the cities. We're going to the one on Woodlawn, Woodland, and for ten bucks, they get uh, two hours of bowling and free shoe rental. And there are eighty. That's eight O lanes. Like I am super stoked to see 80 lanes. My family is a bowling family. And so woo! now the nice thing is if I go to places like that, they don't have to bowl. They can sit and play cards. They can watch television, but they can go to the arcade. I don't just don't leave the facilities, but I don't have to make them do all the same thing because sometimes by Thursday night, they're done tired. They've stayed up too late. They're, they're exhausted. This whole official dress is exhausting to them. They, they are not, they're out of their element. And so if I can give them a little downtime in a structured setting, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I've noticed that as well when we did the concert. Even Wednesday, I think kids are exhausted if you're touring all day. They just are not used to running that much um, and uh, always kind of being on. This year, because of Buckeye Bash uh, not being a thing, um, we were kind of talking about doing renting out the ballroom uh, in our hotel and just having a movie night. Just simply, you know, they play cards, um, stream a movie uh, on a projector, and just kind of have some downtime, order some pizza in. Um, because, yeah, the kids are tired. <laughs> They're not used to running like this. Marie, any other last minute, um, before we finish the episode, last minute things, um, you know, I'm a new teacher, I've never been to convention, uh, and um, I'm trying to prep for for kind of this new in-person uh, back to, I guess, the old normal. Um, absolutely. I saw on the um, Agate Discussion Lab that there were some people sharing their packing list. Always share that with your students and give a copy to their parents so that you know what's going on. Um, I would throw in an extra big bottle of Tylenol for yourself because your feet are going to hurt. You're going to have a headache because you're dehydrated and you're probably not going to feel so great because you've been eating junk food. I get it. That it's called survival and it's fine. Um, uh, pack those fancy suits because it's nothing but a fashion show for teachers on the newest <laughs> styles of suits and things that you can wear. Um, you know, your rain gear or your mittens, whatever is happening in Indy, but mostly always have a positive experience for your students. Um, and it, I will be the first one. I tape their door shut at night. I am, I check them in. I talk to every one of them. I make sure they're okay. And then I put that tape on their door and I check it because I want them to go to sleep. I want them to get rested. I want them to have a good experience. Um, and then remind them to go home and tell others what an experience and what they learned and be an advocate for the, the experience. Awesome. Very well said. Okay. Um, our last question, uh, and this is, you know, we always do kind of a final end wrap up question. Um, and uh, one that we kind of thought uh, would be very fitting uh, with kind of that point in the year. Uh, you just finished the first quarter. You're looking forward to national convention. Why did you choose to become an ag educator, Marie? I had a wonderful high school teacher. Um, Dina Webster was my high school teacher. I only had her for two years, uh, but we are still very, very good friends. And she was my, my juniors and senior uh, teacher. Uh, I 
came from a family of teachers, so it made sense that I love to be a lifelong learner. Learner. Um, my husband and my children will tell you that everywhere we go, we have to research it so we can know the background and the history. I just love to share that with others. I love to see them do things. I hate to stay home, and so if I can, um, if I can go someplace with students, then I'm going to take advantage of that, and I'm going to help them be the best that they can be. So. Like I, I, I love going to contests because career development events get me out of the house. I like to do those things. Um, I like to travel with my students. Um, I like to see them get new experiences. I love it when they come back and they tell me what great things. I, I, I'm old now, 22 years. And so I'm finally getting my uh, first group of former students' children. And they tell me things like, I, I love you. And I, and I think I love them too. I do, because I like to see them learn. I like to see them try new things. I like, I like, I like to learn new things. Awesome, very well said. Um, well, uh, thank you, Marie. Uh, that, this has been really awesome. It, it's, I'm getting really excited about next week. I think I was uh, for the longest time like, oh, you know, National Convention's not for so very, not for very much longer. Um, you know, it'll it'll be another month. And now I'm like, oh, it's. It's a week from today. Uh, so uh, you will find the link uh, to resources about uh, planning for National Bay Convention in the show notes. And if you found this episode helpful, please tell a fellow owl about it and subscribe to the Two Ohio, two Ohio Owls podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Thank you for listening.